Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay, that's Saul, that's Gerald, that's Flex, and we got updates for you guys. We do. (laughs) Flex, you tweeted out something uh, just a few minutes ago about Devin Booker and his ankle. Do we need to make a prayer circle? No. Should we all join hands? (laughs) No, I think we dodged a bullet. That's what it it looks like. We dodged a bullet. And it seemed like it might be the case because typically when you got an ankle sprain like that, if you don't, if you come back in the game, that's the first sign that maybe it's not uh, as severe as as you would think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got the update earlier today and uh, it looks like we dodged a bullet. Devin is probably going to miss the Denver game on Friday. And then we'll probably go into the Memphis game questionable. I think the adults in the room will will get together <laughs> and say, "Hey, buddy, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should be able to handle this and uh, take a couple more days and and get ready for that in season tournament on Tuesday versus the Lakers." So, yeah, at this moment, right now, I totally expect Devin Booker to be ready on Tuesday versus the Lakers. I am team adult in the room. Mm-hmm. Please don't let Devin play on Saturday. It's 100%. not worth it. Mm-hmm. I want to win the in-season tournament, so I would rather have him rested and ready to go for Tuesday. Yes, but sorry. at the end of the day, too, if he's not ready for Tuesday, also, adults in the room, please don't let him play on Tuesday. Because <laughs> right. F the in-season tournament, then. I don't care. And, and, and you can still sorry, win. Gerald. You, you could still win without Devin on Tuesday if that were the case and then have him for the final four of the championship. So there's That's a lot terrible. to there's a lot to think about. Um but again, I, I think we're in a good place. We dodged a bullet and so let's see what happens. The overarching news is the test came back clean. Test, yeah. Major. Overall, our, overarching news is every indication tests, medicals, evaluations, everything looks good. Mm-hmm. He seriously dodged a bullet. Um good. just a little tweak on the ankle. And I listen, I, I I will say this. If this were a playoff game, mm-hmm. if Friday were a playoff game, I think he can play. Okay. That's the that's the indication I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's just a little tweak. Um it tightened up yesterday and and that's that. That's okay. probably why he looks so bad. But uh <laughs> yeah, didn't look good yesterday, but I, I, I think he'll be fine. I'm with Triple B in the chat. So he they said the adult in the room should not have let him play in last night's game, like come back into it. And I agree. At this point, like, you take an L in the regular season if you got to take an L. At least that game still counts for you as far as game played. You could have potentially let it rest a little bit longer or not aggravated it a little bit more and come back in Saturday's game, right? Mm. It would have felt a little less worrisome to have him come back in Saturday's game. Like, 
I just don't understand why. I, I understand because after the game, he was talking about like, you know, I wanted, felt like my gravity out there could be beneficial to our team, which is 100% true. And I get where he's thinking. But at the same time, you missing games is worse for your team than you coming back and playing the back half of one game. I feel like he was going to miss games no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, whether they pulled him or whether Fair. he kept playing, I felt like he was gonna he was gonna miss games no matter what. And listen, EJ and I kind of got into it today when we talked about it on outside shots. He he was like, "It's Devin Booker. He gets to de- determine whether or not he's gonna play or not." And because he was able to, when he twisted his ankle, he was able to stay on his feet. Um, he thought that it wasn't as bad as maybe it was being made out to be, and his gravity meant something. My issue with it was. He was not, he was outside of his gravity. He really didn't mean much on the court. Mm. And I think about halfway through his last stint on the court, the Raptors basically figured out that he was not really a a major factor. And so they were sagging off of him a little bit more. They weren't paying attention to him more. And it caused a little bit more stress on KD and the other guys. And when you had somebody like Jordan Goodwin, who was actually having a good game, I felt like that kind of hurt the team. And that's that's where I kind of sit on it. But it's Devin Booker. I know he gets... He gets a lot of rope. I get that, but that's just kind of how I felt about it. And, and I I agree somewhat with EJ's point, I think, because we covered this again last night for what feels like the fifth time with Devin Booker. Someone's got to protect him from himself. But also, like, Devin Booker's in year nine now. He's got to protect himself from himself yeah, sometimes. He like, yeah, he, he we, we talk about needing adults in the room. Booker is he's, he's an, an adult. adult. Like he's not some kid that's yeah, just like out there running around. Like yeah, he. I understand <laughs> his competitive fire. I understand that that's where it comes from. He always wants to help the team. Those are all commendable things. But at the same time, got to have that long term outlook. Um, it's hard though, man. It these, is these in the guys. Heat of the are, moment. These guys are the best athletes in the world. They're trained to do things. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Even the most mature people. I mean. Aaron Rodgers probably ain't right after three months. Yeah, no. <laughs> but he's coming back. He's already practicing. He's ready to go. He tore his Achilles three months ago. So right. um, even the most mature athletes find themselves in these spots, and they're going to need somebody to talk them out of it. And so uh, I, I do agree. Devin's an adult, and it's nine years. It's a year nine, but it's so tough when they're in that mm-hmm. spot, man. Well, we'll we shall see, but at least um, everything points to nothing major and that's good news. Yeah. Like at this point, missing one or two, maybe even three games, like I'll take it. Yeah. Because I will take that over. We'll reevaluate in three weeks any day. Right. So yeah. We'll I keep just, you guys posted. I just want to beat the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's it. I, think I don't care how it happens. Does. I just want to beat them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after last night's game, Devin was also talking about competing surprise surprise mostly around the in-season tournament and just how he kind of wishes that the competing all the way through uh portion of the in-season tournament games would actually be just every single game and you don't have to let your foot off the gas here's what he had to say i've seen teams upset about it i don't know why i've seen players upset about it i don't know why I mean, honestly, I wish every game was like that, where you could play to the end and, you know, it wasn't viewed as disrespectful. Um, just high competition. Do you think that's, a, you know, people always say, like, baseball, or, like, you know, uh, like the traditions of the sport and stuff like that. People are kind of saying this now, like, integrity. Do you think that that's kind of silly to a degree? Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, if everybody's under the same impression that you're playing to the end, then it would never be a problem. 
So my question is, where do we think that like officially kind of changed where it was like a respect thing where you kind of ease up if you're up however many points at the end of a game? That trash started fucking when they were kids. Yeah. Hell yeah. A million percent. <clears throat> when they were in AAU and they were coming up through club ball and their parents were telling yeah. them that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and everybody should get a goddamn ribbon and trophy. Fuck that. Like some people got to take L's. And some people don't like it. And yeah. some people don't respond very well to it. If you don't want to get the score run up, then play, play ball. Play, play better. better. Like, that's just a fact. Like, I, I don't... I've lost games by 40, and I've won games by 40. The games I lost, I'm like, damn, we didn't bring it. We were terrible. Yeah. We should probably have played better. But I wasn't mad at the other team. Yeah. They were dogging us out. Listen, I, I was the athletic director at St. Peter's in New Jersey. And, and I was the head varsity coach. And it's a Catholic league, GIL. And, you know, we that team before I went there was pretty bad. And we built a good program and we started really rolling. And that community rallied around that team because they weren't good. And so we started winning games by 20 and 30 and it, it became a thing. And I'm like, I refuse to tell my kids to let up from playing good basketball. Like, I don't care if we win by 40 or 50. If you have a problem with it, coach a better team. Run more practices. Mm -hmm. Get them in better shape. Like, I, I've never liked that. It's, you, you play basketball to the end. I agree with Book. And I hope this in-season tournament kind of changes that narrative as a whole. Like, play ball, man. Play ball to the end. I, it's especially stupid because these in-season tournament games, point differential literally matters into whether you make it to the knockout yeah. rounds or not. So, like, anybody complaining about it, either A, doesn't know the rules, or B, doesn't care enough about the in-season tournament and is just mad because they got some extra points piled on at the end. And this is why last year, remember, there was that big fuss from within our own fan base about that Zion Williamson dunk down the stretch yeah. when he had that cool dunk. I had no and problem. that's why I said, I don't care. Like, if yeah. you don't like it, stop it. And that's why the next time they played, when Devin Booker took that last second shot, he said, playing till the end. Like, he's been consistent on that. We should all be consistent on that. Like, if you don't like it, stop somebody down the stretch. It's one of those things where we grew up watching, you know, players dribble out the clock or whatever. Like, it's always been a part of the game, but it's one of those stupid unwritten rules I hate that it. there's a reason it's unwritten and not written because it's not a real rule. I hate it. Like, get over it. As a player, so as all you guys, as players, mm -hmm. when, when you were in that spot, mm -hmm. you've been in that spot where you got to run out the clock and it's your turnover. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm not liking that. Right. I ain't like it's my. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not running out the clock. I'm not taking a team turn over. Nah, it's just stupid. And if your team is down in the last like 10 <clears throat> seconds of a game and you see that defender that's like trying to steal the ball, trying to go for the ball, they're seen as like heroic by their fan base because they're not giving up till the very end. But if the offensive player puts up a shot somehow that's uncalled for and unsportsmanlike, <laughs> yeah. like what are we doing here? Football trash. doesn't have that problem as much either. It seems like it's it's a real big thing in basketball. That's what Sean in the chat was saying. It seems like it's just basketball that sort of has that yeah. vibe to it. And, and I'm just dumb. trying to figure yeah. out where it came from or like how it started. But do you think that the in-season tournament, as it continues to go on, and obviously you have to play all the way through and how much you win by matters, will that kind of trickle over into non-in-season tournament games throughout the years? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just think that's just the nature of the business right now and the nature of, of basketball. And like I said, like this is this is not an NBA only issue. This is something that has been kind of developed over many, many years, the last two decades at least. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's just again, I 
I, I'm going to keep going back to this because I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand, not only as a coach, but as a referee. And even when I was a player back in high school and college of there was a shift that had happened where parents got very, very, very involved and yeah. thought that their kid should be the next D1 athlete. And mm. so they would they would put them in you know, the best positions possible and put them on these club teams. And then that's where all the, these club teams came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, they're like, you got 18,000 AAU programs here in yep. the state of Arizona. And high school basketball didn't matter anymore. Right. It's all about AAU. Right. It's all about the tournaments and getting exposure to mm -hmm. all these coaches. The circus, and yep. if my kid's not getting exposure, then I'm taking him off this club team. And I'm going to put him on this club team because he needs to get exposure because – I think he's good enough, even though the coach over here is like, he's not good enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's not doing this. Like, And, and it, it all kind of got skewed, and, and it all went kind of crazy. And that has developed into many different aspects for players that are now coming through those programs, yep. getting to college, and actually making it to the NBA. And some of those traits that they had as, as young kids have bled into the NBA. And I think when you get – uh, you know, kind of a guy like Devin Booker, who's kind of re a refreshing kind of throwback kind of player in terms of his competitiveness. Um, and there's there's plenty of guys in the NBA that are like that. It's not just Devin Booker, mm -hmm. but the majority are not, I would say. Yeah. And the majority is 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 all about, yeah, they're going to play hard and they want to they want to get theirs and they want to they want team success, but they don't want to be disrespected and they don't want to be made a fool of. Well, that's the difference because these dudes, if you're really competitive and you don't really care about your feelings, they're going to try and slash your throat in every single game. And, they and I just don't think people respond very well to that because it's been a little bit soft. The worst thing that happened to basketball is AAU. That's my opinion. Mm. I do not like the AAU. I was involved in it and I saw a lot of nasty things that go mm. on in AAU. It's bad basketball. It's like you said, it's, it's, it's a lot of the families getting involved, mm -hmm. and you're teaching kids how to quit early. If you go on an AAU team and you're not good enough, just pick another team. And it's like, man, that's not how you get better. So the worst thing I think is AAU basketball, and like Saul said, is bled into some of these unwritten rules, and it's garbage basketball. It really is garbage basketball. 90% of AAU basketball is trash. Well, and it's also this. In high school, you had tryouts, right? Mm -hmm. Freshman sophomore or yeah. freshman JV varsity you had tryouts and you had to grow and you had to develop and you had to make your way to varsity right in AU it's not always like that first of all you might get recruited or somebody Cut else might check. be like somebody's cutting a check yeah you know what I mean like yeah it's just it's just wild and so I, we kind of went off on a little tangent but that's where I feel like it all started because you asked where do you think it started and where when did this all begin and I think it really did start um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where these kind of things just kind of started to grow and people started getting a little bit more involved and had no idea about how things really work and how hard you have to work yeah. in order to, to you know perfect your craft in order to get to the league and become an excellent player and not get your ass kicked by 30 points. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, because I, I, I do know like NBA games you've always, you've seen for a long time guys dribbling out the clock like that's been part of the game for decades and probably before aau 
But at least back then, when you saw Bob Cousy dribbling his little ass around there, he was running away from people like they were trying to one get one hand. Him. I like, still get blown by like, that one hand. So I, I honestly have no idea where where it started from, but I'm I'm cool with the fact that like now we have these point differentials in a couple of games a year where it's like, nah, we're gonna try and run up the score on you a little bit. We're gonna make the casual fan at home maybe do some math. <laughs> like, that's rude. what it's gonna be. I I, I enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> of sorry, course you sorry. do. You like that. <laughs> I like everyone trying to do math. It, it, it was amusing. Oh, to me. <laughs> oh, I see what it is now. You just was, like laughing at all of us. It trying was to entertaining do math. to me a little bit. I get I it. Suck, so. <laughs> laugh at Rude. me, brother. I'll laugh with hate you, math. I'll laugh with you. Um, listen, I'm in agreement with you guys for the most part, but I just want you to know I still want my participation trophy for showing up to the show every day. Okay. You okay. got it. Deal. You gotcha. make that deal. I agree with you, but I still get a trophy. Just don't dribble out the clock. Play till the very end. Okay? Deal. Okay. Right. Not we everybody needs to be a hero, Lindsay. That's. I mean, you're not wrong, Saul. But listen, if you're going to buy hero bread, hey. you should buy it using our discount code because you get a discount with the code. Hero Bread makes sliced breads, buns, tortillas. They're all available on hero.co and on Amazon as well. They've got high fiber. They've got ultra low net carbs or zero sugar um, options available for you guys. And right now, like I said, they're offering you 10% off your first order. So just go to hero.co, use code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That is hero.co to save 10% with the code PHNX. And also, listen, Christmas is just around the corner. I know you guys are probably all going to holiday parties, whether it's for work or your friends. And if you are being asked to participate in some sort of a gift exchange or white elephant, the best one that always gets stolen time after time are AZ lottery scratchers. Like the holiday scratchers are a win. Every single Christmas party, holiday party you can imagine because the upside is so huge with Scratchers, and plus people just love actually playing the game. Did you win? I did not. <laughs> oh, Gerald, you win on your Scratcher last I day? saw I Gerald do something slick as hell, too. But it was fun. what I do? You were supposed to scratch it, and you tucked it in your pocket. Yeah. You didn't scratch it on the <laughs> And I'm like, you know why? Because when, when we thought it was 500000 I said he wouldn't leave the studio. Because well, he got a he wedding to pay for. He's like, listen, yeah, I need like, that 500000 He's like, okay? let me get away from hey, Flex. We a red cent. <laughs> we would not see a red cent of that. He said, let me get away from Flex. Thanks, it didn't happen. Oh, man. Wait, I like that, though. I appreciate it. I saw you do it. I'm like, Jesus. $500. I'll take $500. I mean, I know you would. That would barely pay. That that would that would barely pay for like a that dinner plate at his wedding. Yeah, like florals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, go out and buy your holiday scratchers today, you guys. All right. Uh, we are what a quarter ish of the way through the season at this point. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at the West and how uh, teams are doing on that side of things and who we are keeping our eye on here. So, uh, top five in the West right now. We've got. The Timberwolves, they're 13 and 4. The Nuggets, 13 and 6. The Mavs are 11 and 6. The Thunder are 11 and 6. And the Suns are 11 and 7. Out of these five right here, who do you think still poses, um, after seeing what they've done so far this season, the biggest threat to the Suns? Uh, I'm going to say two teams. Mm. Don't say much. One of them is Denver, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think I still think Denver is the best team in the league mm -hmm. um, because they have Jokic, and he makes everybody better. Mm -hmm. The second one, I did not think I was going to say this team at all this year, mm -hmm. but here I am talking about the Dallas Mavericks. 
Ooh. It's unfortunate, right? It Ooh. is. I don't <laughs> I like. I don't like to say it, but listen, Kyrie and Luca are playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've seemed to find a little bit of a chemistry um, and really reading each other and when to take over games and when not to take over games and when not to get in each other's way. Um, and it's making for good basketball. I don't like it. I don't want to say it, but I will give them their due. They've been playing pretty well. They have been playing well. My thing with the Mavs, I, I'm not 100% sold on them just because I'm not sold on the supporting cast. Like the lineups yeah. with Luka and Kyrie have been really good. Statistically, they've been great together. Um, they're the best crunch time team in basketball right now this season. Yeah. Um, my thing is when one or both of them is off, do they have the supporting cast to keep it afloat? And in most of their losses so far this season, the answer has been no. I am worried about a team that is relying on a rookie center to be as pivotal to their success as he is. Um, cause when he's been on, he's been really, he's been impressive, uh, as a rookie, he's been really good for them on both ends of the floor. But he's when he good. comes Lab, off, Lab their other good. center rotation is not great. So I still, I still do have questions about them. They have been a lot better than expected. They're a good team. We we're, we've seen firsthand what Luca is capable of in a playoff series. But I still have questions. The biggest thing to me is a you don't want to see him in a playoff series mm-hmm. because those two could literally beat you by themselves. Yes. Uh, number two, under six minutes left to go in a game, you also don't want to be in a position where it's a close game with those guys because mm-hmm. Luca and Kyrie are pretty good closers in this game. Now, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are as well, and we we haven't seen Bradley Beal with this group as much yet, but Mm -hmm. that's what scares me because we've seen Kyrie come up clutch many a time. Same thing with Luka, and so that's why I'm like, okay, that's a team to definitely, maybe not the biggest threat, but definitely a team to keep your eye on because they can still make some more moves when they get to the trade deadline. And to shore up their roster. I also think that if we saw the Mavs in the playoffs and they bounced us again, it would hurt way worse than any other team. Oh, yes. Even Denver. Like We got beef with Denver. Don't get me wrong. But it's not nearly to the level of beef that we have with the Mavs. Yes. So I just don't don't want any. I don't want none of it. it, I'm going to pass for this year. Maybe next year we can try again. It's red alert with the Mavs. You don't don't want no problem. You don't want to lose to the Mavs again. Listen, when I look at that list, I think the biggest threat is still Denver. They're the champs. If they're healthy, they're going to be a, a handful. Um, I do I do think there's two teams up there that won't be top five when it's all done. And I do think it's Dallas and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think both of them will come down a little bit. Ooh, not I, OKC, huh? No, actually, they, thank you for giving me the segue. Mm-hmm. I actually love OKC. Mm-hmm. I love OKC, and I'm actually... I've got a shit ton of respect for what Sacramento's been able to do. Mm-hmm. All right, so Sacramento, going into the year, I thought Sacramento would come back down to earth. And I thought OKC would be the new Sacramento. The mm-hmm. team that we looked at the end of the year and was like, damn, they're top four, mm-hmm. right? I thought that coming in. Now I'm starting to wonder if both those teams are actually top five teams. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. I think, I think Denver, Phoenix at the top. And then I wonder if Sacramento and, and the Thunder could stay up there. And I still think the Warriors will creep their way into the top five when it's all said. I down. don't. You don't? I, I, I'm just not a believer in the Warriors <laughs> this okay. year. Yeah. I feel like... Warriors are 11 right now. I yeah. feel like the 10. Warriors, um, their, their room for error mm-hmm. is so much smaller than it ever used to be. Yeah. Um, and true. when you have a guy like Draymond... Who has already cost his team multiple games, mm-hmm. and they lost a lot, most of those games. 
And then on top of that, like he gets a tech last night. Yes. And that tech that, yeah. led to a 13 to 2 run for the Kings when it looked like the the Warriors were on the cusp of taking, you know, getting that that in season tournament spot. Mm-hmm. And then everything kind of flipped. And Sacramento comes back from 24 down and wins by one. Like that's the Draymond effect. Like yeah. and, and so that's why I'm like, <clears throat> I can't trust him. I really can't trust him. And I feel like at some point the Warriors um they're gonna have. They're gonna end up making a move, in my opinion, that is going to kind of alleviate some of the stress and add a body that that can help out really Steph because I don't feel like Clay has been consistent enough to really help out Steph in the way he needs help, and nobody yeah. else is really scoring at a high level to help Steph either. So where are you at if you're the Warriors? It's a very inconsistent team. Yeah, Steph has been great. Clay has not. Clay Draymond. Clay, Clay, Clay is one of the most. I hate to say he's one of the. He's not very good. No, he's but what he's making, he's not very good. I think he's, he's got struggling. a lot of like mental load going on. The whole contract situation, the fact that he's getting older and he's mm-hmm. just not where he once was, and coming to terms with that, like bless his heart. They're I feel the, bad. Why do you feel bad? I because feel bad. I feel like for any athlete, there comes a point in time where you start to come back down the hill, and that's always a tough spot to be in when you have to come to terms with the fact that you're not who you once were. I get and that's it. That's always a sad. He talked a lot of shit. I get it, his but he's got his four rings. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel bad for him. He cries into I his mean, pillow at night. He'll I, be I, right. I don't feel I bad. He cries into his pillow on his yacht. Specifically, yeah. In the bay. Like, and and <laughs> right. I feel, I feel bad for Chris to be on a team that's clearly going downhill. But like now, Chris is dealing with the nerve thing, and we 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 know firsthand that the struggle for him to stay healthy throughout a whole season so that's tough but the warriors don't i think the warriors are going to be a lot better than eight and ten by the time the season's done um just by having draymond back and whatnot but they they don't strike me as the same threat that they usually are even the year that they won the title i don't think a lot of people took them as seriously but this is this feels different to me the warriors are just kind of below even the five teams that i have on like if we played the warriors in the first round i'm like oh yeah I, I would I would say like a See, sweep or a five I, five I, game series. I I still think they'll be in that five six range. Mm. Um, they'll get it together. The one thing about the Warriors that's unique is that they're so experienced and they've been down this road so many times that I'm not doing what you just said. Mm. I'm not signing up ever to play the Warriors in a playoff series. That's just me because those guys they know how to turn it on. They're that good, and they're one of those teams that I think really doesn't care about the regular season. I, I I really think they just go through the motions and then they click that point in time and it's like, okay, it's go time. But the problem is, is they're <clears throat> losing that ability to, to turn it on. You are, yeah. Want. Yeah, you're right. And when you lose that ability and you still coast like you can turn it on whenever you want, True. that's what loses you games. True. And yeah. then you end up playing in the play-in tournament like they did two or three seasons ago and they got bounced. Like, yeah. And then last year, you know, again, they probably thought, well, we got through Sacramento. We can probably turn it on against the Lakers, and then it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And they right. lost to the Lakers. Like You're so, right. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I ain't scared. You think Chris is staying the whole year? If he's injured, probably because I don't know if he's injured, they won't be able to trade him. If he's healthy and playing well, they'd probably rather keep him. So See, I, 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 don't know I, I think, I think they could trade him if he's injured. I, I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just going to somebody's going to say, "Give me that contract." Mm. And uh, clean up some salary. I think they yeah, are going to flip him because he is expiring. Is there anybody yeah. else beyond the Warriors? Um, yeah. I mean, we got Kings seven, uh, six, Lakers seventh, Pelicans eighth. Anybody else that you're kind of like? I think they could jump up a few spots and potentially be 
I think the, the, the Pelicans could be one of those teams. I think they got off to a rough start, and I think recently they've been playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting healthy now. I think Trey Murphy is nearing his return. He's a vital piece that they were saying this guy's going to make a leap this year, and then yeah. he got hurt. Um, for me, like obviously the Nuggets are still number one. They're seven and one when Murray and Jokic play, so they're still the defending champs that we know when they're healthy. Um, the Timberwolves, I will say, are a lot better than I thought, and I'm starting to come around on them, like maybe being legit. They're still the NBA's number one defense. Cat is playing really well on both ends for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's just one end of the floor. Um, we know Anthony Edwards is that dude, and they're eight and one at home. So, like, they're if they have home court advantage, they're building up a nice little home court advantage for themselves. And then the Thunder, like, they've got the best point differential in the West. I don't know if anybody has yeah. noticed that, but they're they're a top ten <laughs> offense, top five defense. We know Shea Gilgis Alexander's legit, but like Chet Holmgren doesn't look like a normal rookie. Mm. Like, he's legit. He's bro. poised. So that's and and his archetype of player, super tall guy that can do everything and and kind of be a safety on defense. That's exactly what the Suns have struggled with against OKC. It's what they've struggled with against San Antonio with yeah. Wemby. Like that player archetype is tough for them because they don't have that same height or athleticism to make up for it. Mm-hmm. So that could be a problem. Do you guys think you're good gift givers? Yeah, yeah. I say money. I'm good. Money? <laughs> that's your go-to? That's, that's, that's it, money. I mean, that's not What's a bad yourself? Never a bad <laughs> gift. <laughs> uh, I expect to get money for Christmas this year then, Flex. Thank you very okay, much. I got but you. here's the deal. You know all those memes that pop up around Christmas that are like, if he wanted to, he would. And like, or just in general, when they're always like, it's always, what do you want to do tonight? Instead of, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. Get ready. I'm picking you up at this. Well, listen, use game time for Christmas gifts this year and holiday presents and do that thing. Okay. Right? You plan it out. You get the tickets at game time. You're going to get a great deal. Then you let them know, okay, show or game starts at 7 p.m. I'm going to pick you up at 5. We're going to go. We got reservations here. Mm-hmm. I already know where we're going to park, and we're good to go. I hope my wife's not watching. Right? <laughs> Do that. I'm trying to help you guys step up your Christmas giving here, okay? Plan out the whole thing. And like I said, with game time, you're going to get the best deal available. Uh, you can snag tickets without the stress when when you use game time. And right now, you also can get a discount as well. So download the game time app. Create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed, and you're going to be a big winner on Christmas Day. Also, um, stockings. Listen, this one's really hot right now on social media this year. If you are a husband or you have a significant other, you better fill up your lady's stocking, okay? Don't let the kids all have their full stockings and you've got yours and hers is just over there empty. Oh, so dad's just asked out? Damn, Lynn. <laughs> I mean, come I on, man. I just said, and you've got yours. <laughs> I hope my wife's kids, not watching Kids' stockings show. are full and you've got yours and mom's is over there empty. Don't let that happen, Where's okay? Does that, ever, that happen Phil, to you? No, but it's a huge topic of discussion right now on social media. It happens I, a lot. Why what? is it okay? Why is it okay for my shit to be empty though? Because that's what always happens. Everybody stuffed up, and Amen. daddy walk in with some damn hands underwear. We get the scraps, scraps, a million percent. 
Scratch, Linz. Trust me. With the two of always. you guys, you are always <laughs> a damn sock. Always. Like what I want with a sock, bro. You got a whole bunch of stuff in there, man. I'm just pissed. Linz, you just spark. You just struck a chord here, man. I'm pissed right now. Y'all better step about up your game. You guys, right now, we're talking about the women in your lives right now. Like Stop putting yourself at the front of the conversation. <laughs> like All I'm telling you is to fill their stockings, okay? And one great thing you can put in said stock are Shady Rays, and you can get them on sale right now. Today is the I last like day that they are currently running their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday, so don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Just go to ShadyRays.com, try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, and put one in her stocking, okay? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, all right. Gotcha. Right. If I get a message from someone's girl or someone's wife that's like, I know my husband watches your show. I watch it with him. And my stocking was empty. Oh, we're we're going to have issues, hey, you guys. Chelsea, Chelsea coming gonna for y'all. Uh -oh. Chelsea Put them on blast, for, for sure. For sure. For sure. The one sock. Listen, man. All I want is the big piece of chicken. That's it. That, right. That's it. In your stocking? Uh, I mean, that's, 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 that's like, what we get. It's like what Chris Rock said. Like, you know, the, 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 the parents work. And like dad's big, biggest thing that he gets at the end of the year is just a big piece of chicken. Okay. That's how I feel. Okay. Everybody hates Chris. I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. So uh, on the conversation of Christmas, mm. um, what are you guys wanting for the Suns slash yourself when it comes to Suns basketball for Christmas this year? Oh, man, I have a lot of good ideas. What I you think. got? Okay. Right. So obviously, I think we're all going to say the big three staying healthy. Yep. Um, <laughs> I would love for the Suns slash maybe Arizona's family to hook up some more antenna giveaways because I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Not everybody got one. So you know, hook them up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, maybe Friday this can start. We're going to hold Christian Braun scoreless because I don't want to hear the stupid Nuggets fans talking about how great Christian Braun is and how he's <laughs> going to stop, you know, Devin Booker or Bradley Beal or both of them at the same time mm -hmm. uh, because that's how crazy they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Matt Ishbia, I would love to see this. Matt Ishbia handing out uh, gifts from a moving truck like he's uh, Nino Brown. Okay. Nino Brown. New, New Jack City. New okay. Jack. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we got to give out some Christmas turkeys or some roasts. Like, just, hey, just have a free-for-all <laughs> out here on, on Third Street. And then uh, uh, this is one of those IOU gifts. It's like uh, a picture in the gift. And yeah, it's yeah, like, like to be delivered a later. promise to be delivered down the road. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Booker winning an MVP. I'd yeah. love to see it. Right. I was going to ask why a moving truck, but then you clarified. So I appreciate yeah, the attention. Yeah, you know, Brown, yeah. I appreciate the attention just to detail there. I feel like what he should do is just the next shipment that comes into the team shop of all the gear, you just divert that truck out to the front and open it up. Mm -hmm. you know like, that would be pretty dope. But you know what would be really dope? Like, for real, for real? is if he contacted like a school or something and and basically told the principal like hey you can't say anything about this we're just going to show up and you're going to have your pep assembly or whatever and we're just going to rock it out Dope. like and give everybody like whatever it's middle school elementary school it doesn't matter high school like and just hook up the kids man hook up the kids That's let's dope. go I'm, I'm a big it. fan of that. Yeah, like, I'll help you kids. out, Matt. Just give me a call. I got you. <laughs> I'm with it, man. Flex a lot of kids. We'll Let's do some do of the labor. Saul will lift the truck Did door. Did you change yours? I'll pass things out. Did no, I? No, no, Saul. Did you make an edit to yours at all? No. Okay, no. Who I'm wants to go wondering. next? 
Go ahead. I'll G. go next. I'll go next. Mine's a little more straightforward. <laughs> uh, big three staying healthy. Look, we're already two games away from Bradley Beal missing out on awards. We're nine away from Book missing out on awards. KD's 15 away. Like, we're getting closer. We haven't seen the big three together for one second. We just all want to see this finally. Um, winning the in-season tournament, this would be big for me personally and my agenda that I'm pushing. <laughs> like, I hope I would you love, get this Christmas I would love Carol. to see it. I would love to be in Vegas and cover this thing. Like, that would be a lot of fun. Um, a win over Dallas on Christmas. Look, like, the Suns have a winning record all time on Christmas, but they've lost their last two. And I know I can speak from personal experience. Like, covering that Warriors game in person was fun, but it kind of <laughs> sucked because they got their asses it's beat like for the you most got part. Hole in your stocking. Yeah, and then last year, Book got hurt in the first minute, yeah. and they lost in OT. Landry Shamit's soul was claimed. But like, we did, it was, there, we it was did get the Airborne experience. <laughs> it was, no, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing oh, for us. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> um, I also want Frank Vogel's defense to start <laughs> kicking in. They were top 10 to start the year. They've slid to 18th since then. Um, you know, having guys in and out of the lineup hasn't helped, but I would like to see more progress on defense. And then Yuta, like finding his corner three, he's shooting 36% overall, 33% from the corners. Last year, he shot 44% overall and 51% from the corners. Yeah. This is supposed to be this guy's shot. He hasn't been making the corner threes. I think if he starts making those corner threes, suddenly his minutes look a lot more viable. So that's what's on my Christmas. This is a little too rational for gotcha. me. <laughs> Gerald's fair. straightforward. He's yeah. like, he, Gerald's the... Gerald is the type of guy, which, mm -hmm. listen, we love this guy, Gerald. Don't take this the wrong way. Okay. Who will send you links. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Because you want to, like, there's, mm -hmm. for me, as a for gift gifts? giver, yeah. yes. yes. I oh, want yeah. links. Yes. All links. But then I also yes. want some, some like, wiggle room where I can just come up with some of my own things. But I also know that you're getting something that you either really want or you really need. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, two gifts that are like, oh, hell yeah. I'm yeah. so stoked about this. And then like two that are a big surprise. Mm -hmm. See, I would do that like from a, a young links. age with my parents. And they used to make fun of me for being such a type A child. And now they're like, where's our Christmas list? We need it. So yes, we know what to get exactly. you this year. So you, you, were send, that kid, you totally. send them links. I'll, what you I'll send some ideas of stuff I want. Some Jay, I'll send some links. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gerald was the kid who when they wrote the, the Santa wish list, like the list to Santa to put in the mailbox <laughs> that mm -hmm. your parents keep. Sorry if I just outed anybody. I should have disclaimed that if you were listening with your children. Mm. Um, my bad. Like literally was so detailed about it. Like the brand, the size, the okay. specific Color. colorway, yep. like the whole thing. Thank God you want my kid. We love that, Jared. <laughs> we love that. I'm very meticulous. Yeah. If you was my kid, I would have looked at added it all up and said, here's the money. Go buy yourself. <laughs> That's terrible, man. No, it's not. That's terrible. No, it's not, no, bro. It is, surprise man. in no. the joy oh, of Christmas. Yeah. What's, what's the point of Christmas? One, two, you got wrapping the... gifts. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Here, here you go, buddy. Go get it. Low key, a little Grinch. I yeah. am a little bit. You yeah. are a little no, Grinch. I am a little bit, yeah. but you know why? Why? Because of what we said. I've been getting cheated a long time. <laughs> oh, with your one sock? I've been that one sock haunted him forever. At the beginning, I was grinding it out, being good, and then I got tired of just a sock, and I'm like, okay, here's how we're going to do this. This is what you want. Sock. Go get it your damn self. You got nice socks on. I do, I do. I bought these. Oh, shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's I how try. it works. That's how it works. So yeah, I'm a little grinchy, but they get what they want. But mm. they got to get it themselves. So now, what's my list? I was very upfront with the list, and uh -huh. I got a lot of IOU things. Like so, <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, big three to play at least forty games. That's okay. that's something I want. Mm -hmm. uh, Suns will win the in season tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, 100% healthy in the playoffs. That's something down the road. Santa Claus, I need that, bro. Give it to me later. <laughs> uh, Devin to win his first MVP. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love that. 
And then, yeah, I kept it. Come on, man. There's no way Santa walking in my crib telling me what you want, Flex. Now I don't say NBA championship. Yep. Right? So, That's fair. But I didn't I didn't quite get the whole gist of this little operation or this exercise. But this, no, but this, this fits is, for you because normally on Christmas, you're not used to unwrapping things. So anyway. all you, you get go. are pictures of things you're going to get down the road this year. Very true. Very true. <laughs> no, I mean, that, you, you just rationalize it. Yeah, it makes perfect it. sense. But, why but, I mean, but, also, but also, like, this is just a, a textbook example of how things go on this show yeah. without <laughs> perfectly explaining what yep. everybody should be doing. Yep. It's happened multiple times. Okay. Don't worry about it. I like it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, I can only do so much, you guys. I can only do so much. Uh, my Christmas <laughs> list is a little mix of legitimate things and some goofy things because mm-hmm. Christmas is not Christmas without at least a couple funny gifts in there. Mm-hmm. Of course, the first and foremost, big three, staying healthy. I just would love some health this Christmas um, for those three and also myself so I don't sound like this for too much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, a Christmas day win, like I said, I don't want to lose to the Mavs like, I have no, nope, not I'm doing that. Yeah. And also because it's here in town, like that would suck. It would. And it's the end of Christmas. So it's just like, instead of the cherry on top, it would just be like the worst way to end Christmas. Man, I'm going to bed. Fast. Exactly. Like now I'm going <laughs> to bed angry on what's supposed to be one of the happier days of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Gogi shots to fall. Yeah. You know, I stand J.O. So would love for his shots to He's fall. He's not been a knockdown three-point shot. I know. <laughs> That's why it's on my Christmas list. Um, And then some goofy ones. I really, Gerald, I'm just anxiously awaiting the mm. answer to they, Devin Booker and chocolate ice cream. They've been out of town. I know. I, don't I am just you. making sure <laughs> that I'm making sure that you know that is on my Christmas okay. list. Okay. I'll get I will get it before the season is over. It will happen. And then of course, the information on where the big 3 get their beanies. Like uh we found, you know, one of the ones that Bradley Beal was wearing was um shoot, now I can't remember. Off-white um, but KD's been rocking some beanies lately, too, especially on this road trip and the cold weather. City's book always has nice beanies. I want to know where they get them off. You don't want KD's beanies, though. But his are nice and, like, thick, and he rolls them up. And I like a big, chunky beanie, so I might. KD yeah. look like KD look like he get the hood beanies, he, he But those like, are yeah, sometimes like, the best beanies, He look like though. he's working on the dock kind of beanies. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. He Listen. does. <laughs> he just came off the ship. That's the hood like, beanie, hey, we man. got a bunch of fresh seafood in the, in the back. <laughs> it's true, go. man. You he, had I mean? like, he had the seaport. He had the seaport, man. It's like, true. You know, or he's like running around Philadelphia hitting fucking meat in the, in the meat locker. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what, what, was, uh, what was yeah. it? What was the, uh, the, the Eddie Murphy movie with the... Uh, I don't know. I don't Coming know to America. Have to give me Coming to America. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The first one. Mm-hmm. Right? When they worked at uh, yeah. McDowell's. McDowell's, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Who was in there that stuck him up? That's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I look at KD sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious, yo. I look at KD with that beanie, and I think he's sticking up the, McD- the McDowell's, man. I would be like, KD, what you doing, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny, Yeah, it's man. crazy, yo. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I like them all. I'm on, I'm on board with them. I feel like Bradley Beal has some pretty solid beanies. Like, yeah. I've... I've Obviously, like, books worn some of these beanies before, just the, the classic Nike ones. And these are always a, a good one because I like that they stick up a lot. Mm. That's just me personally. Um, but Bradley Beal came out. I didn't I didn't know Bradley. should have made sense. But I didn't know you had a, a beanie game like he has. He's got some good ones. He had a nice airplane game. Did you see that? Mm-mm. He had a little paper airplane on the bench the other day. Oh, I did see that. Oh, yeah, yeah that. that's right. I missed that. It was sharp, too. Interesting. Who's got the best swag on the team? Who's got the best drip? <clears throat> um... I think if you... From what we've seen so far, because they've all been sitting on the bench at one point or another. So I think if you're talking about like what's trendy, book stays the most trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you're talking about somebody who has like their own style and sticks with it, I would say KD. And if you're talking about somebody who can blend two of those worlds together, it's Bradley Beal. Okay. Mm. I would I would rock Beal style. Okay. I love the way he dresses. I feel like Bradley Beal is a good mix of he has his classics of what he knows he likes and within his style, but will add pieces that are still trendy. Yeah. Where book is majority trendy, and I'm not saying he doesn't like it, and that's not his style. I'm just saying in in the grand scheme of things, like it, he he leans more trendy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's like a that's that's how I would rank the three of them as far as just Brad's, Brad's a sharp dude. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy, Eric. Eric's up to something. I don't know what he's about to do. Up to something, Eve. You up to no good, bro? Well, while we give Eric a second to. Hey, stick See, it out. He need the he need man. the uh the broomstick Listen, or the mop stick. This is also he he teeny weeny beanie club. That's what KD is about. The but I'm telling you, if I got a hold of this and I could roll that down, so there was more of a a thicker beanie. I felt like I would like it. Not the teeny weeny beanie club. Listen, I fully support it. I he does, Lily. He works it. at the seaport. Man. He does, man. <laughs> Fresh off the of dock, forty four. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hey, there we go. If you are trying to get a little bit more money for this holiday season, BetMGM has a really good deal for you right now. A $1,500 first bet offer. Uh, You download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. You deposit at least $10 and make your BetMGM Sportsbook account. You place your first wager and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses when you use the bonus code PHNX. So sign up for BetMGM using that bonus code. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call one 800 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And, of course, if you have not signed up for Circle K's new free membership program, Inner Circle, you should absolutely do that. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You also get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, so don't miss out on the good deals. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Some of y'all are killing it in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Couple cu- couple comments. Uh, Mike D says, "Book dresses like a substitute teacher sometimes." In my opinion, uh, Suns fans three hundred three says Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker be dressing like uh, dr- be, sorry. Devin Booker be dressing up like Smash Mouth sometimes. Uh, and then he also said, "KD looking like Marvin Gaye." Like, yeah. Yo, he does oh, look a little like it's Marvin. So true. Yeah. Let it's me so true. Google Smash Mouth because I yeah. can't. I need I need the visual. Of yeah, this. I, you know, I was gonna say it. I, I felt like. I feel like Devin has kind of fallen into a certain kind of groove mm. with his with his outfits. Mm. Um, and so, like, when you were talking about, like, he's he's trendy, I feel like he's not as trendy as he used to be because he's he's pretty much, like, kind of honed in on a particular style now. Um, yeah, but it's still trendy. Like, it's the baggier pants and things like that that are 
um, it's it's like upscale casual vibes. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's all been pretty trendy. He's kind mm-hmm. of bringing back like he bringing like, back New York, like the Y two K. How that's super popular with like younger girls these days. Like that's the trend. Like going back to that era. Mm-hmm. Books in that same type of the era, but for guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's really trendy right now. So I'm just saying. All right, to round out today's show, Saul, you wanted to talk about some of the comments that Jason Kidd made recently. Yeah. I think we should first listen to them and then we'll have a discussion. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Um, I think maybe, Tim, maybe it's the things that you guys thought should have happened day one is that they should be successful right off the bat. Um, and it takes time. Failing is all right. It's not a bad thing to fail. Um, for a pro athlete because you can get better and learn from it. And those two are the best in the world, and we feel very comfortable with those two having the ball. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't, Um, but we learn from it, and I think they've answered that question um, from day one. Um, As you just mentioned, they're one of the best, if not the best, in clutch time. But that was a big, big thing you guys wanted to make a big deal about last year. But you're not making a big deal about it this year because shit's going good. Right? So write some positive shit. I just asked you a question. And I'm giving you a fucking answer. <laughs> like, I'm t- you guys, you know, there's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive shit. <laughs> you don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. Make it a lot easier to do that this year. Well, we're only into this year. We can't go back to last year, right? Like, that's the fucking problem. Okay. Oh. Low-key, just mm. initial thoughts, the most gentlest of, like, calm-sounding roasts of all time. Yeah, a million percent. You, you like I think we can before. at least all agree on that. <laughs> a million percent. It was, it was very gentle. I, I think, listen, I, I like what he had to say. I really, I agree with it, that... If you're always trying to find negative, you know, storylines to talk about, like, all right, well, and his point is, is like, hey, these guys are playing pretty good. It's okay to talk positively about them. Like, it doesn't always have to be negative. Um, but, you know, I'm not the writer in the room, so I'm sure somebody I over here does not feel. Because what I'm going to have to say is going to change your mind. But okay, go, go ahead. Flex. Go no, flex. No. no, I want to hear because okay. Flex and Saul That's agree. So let's right. hear from Flex first. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull a Jason Kidd. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, I, I, I think it's on the money. I agree with Saul. If You can't be all negative, man. Sometimes you got to put the positive spin on it and, and be, be fair about it. It's 50-50, man. If you're going to talk craziness, then when they when when you got to give them their flowers, give them their flowers. Uh-huh. I actually, I, man, I, love, I actually loved it. I, the minute I saw it, I'm like, good for you, Jason Kidd. Now I'm going to make you both just, look Just to be bad. clear, we I'm did a... talk about that this morning. And, and, and EJ was on board with me and Flex as well. So just so we know. Perfectly fine. And I totally agree with the overarching point that we need to talk about basketball in a more positive light because NBA discourse now has gotten so – it feels like the well has been poisoned because yeah. we're always talking about what this player does wrong or we're talking about this player hasn't done anything in the playoffs. And it's it's from a ground-up level. Like it's not just a media thing. Part I, I, I love when people always blame the media for the conversations that are going on. Like a lot of what we're trying to do now as media is dial in on what the conversation is at the fan level. Mm-hmm. So like – 
if you're mad that there's a lot of negativity out there about basketball, maybe look in the mirror too and see what articles you're reading. Are you reading articles that inform you about the game or teach you things about the game or are positive? Or are you reading about the drama? Are you reading about this player said this about their ex-teammate? Are you buying into that? So that's part one of this. Part two is, do you know what the question was that was asked that got this response? Do tell. Because that's pretty fucking relevant here. Because he's bitching about them not saying anything positive, and Tim McMahon was asking him a positive question. He literally asked him, when you traded for Kyrie, the clutch situations were a struggle. This year, you guys are among the best in the league in those situations. What have you seen, the difference in dynamic, specifically with Luka and Kyrie, when you're closing games? That's a relevant question to his beat. Last year, the Mavs had the third worst record in the NBA in the clutch after they traded for Kyrie. This year, they have the best record in the NBA. If you're not asking that fucking question, you're not doing your job right. So he was asking him a positive question. He was trying to give him a win. And Jason Kidd instead latched onto the part about last year because he probably had it in his mind that, oh, I remember he wrote this. I remember he said that. He's asking him what changed, what's going well for you. That's a relevant question. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Jason Kidd, applaud him for being a straw man argument and answering a question like an ass when he was asking a question that was playing into exactly what he wanted. If he wants positivity, he's asking about it. So talk about that. Don't go back to shit that happened last year and be all negative about it. You're the one that's perpetuating negativity well, now. Well, first so of all, I'm not standing by I didn't, any I of didn't that. Have first the of all, okay. off base. Okay, so first of all, I, I get you. I get mm-hmm. you. you, you the you question your, is relevant, listen, but everybody wants to look is, at the end. question is relevant, a million percent. But just like you said, straw man argument, the, the context of how it was said, don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Then we should and then number two. It. And then the other. Sec- then the second thing is is the history doesn't have to be last year versus this year. It could be yesterday, the day before, and all the things that that he has written snowball that, that have effect, been right. a snowball effect get, to get to this point. Right. Correct. That context also matters. So when when you add that plus maybe the 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 way he phrased the question or the way he uh, you know um, articulated the question, I should say, uh, then maybe that's why Jason was just like, all right, I'm gonna take my opportunity and i'm gonna fucking talk about I watch you know but you literally just positivity. said you didn't want you didn't listen to the question you didn't, didn't hear how he asked i it. didn't so i can tell you that the way that he asked it was presenting facts last year you guys struggled in the clutch with Kyrie. objectively true they had the third worst record in the nba in crunch time after they traded for Kyrie. you guys have been a lot better this year what has changed in the dynamic what's going well for you that type of thing it's a totally fair question. Like, so, but if you want to be an asshole in how you answer it, no, that's your prerogative. But everybody's standing here clapping him for saying it no, when the question was positive. That's dumb to me. Okay, here's the thing, though, G. There's a personal element to it too. We don't know the history between those two. We don't know what happened yesterday or the day before. How he's done things in the past. So, I like to think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I like to think when Jason Kidd takes that opportunity to snap like that. There's something behind that. They're very well that goes be. well beyond the question. But and that's my thing is like <laughs> if you're getting asked a question about positivity and you're going to complain about not having positivity, then you got to take that personal shit out of the equation. I can tell you Tim McMahon is good at his job. He's a good reporter, he's a good writer, and so. he has a relationship with Jason Kidd cuz he's been reporting on the Mavs for years. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm I'm like, okay. You know what? If you have a personal beef with him, that's fair, but the way that the question was asked Okay. Like you're drawing on some shit that's on you at that point. So I think both things can be true in this situation where it was a fair question with a positive intent behind it. And that Jason Kidd's answer might have been 
more of a general type of thing and not directed specifically at who asked the question, Could but be. more in general terms. I'm going to I'm going to go with that. I'm going to give both of them the benefit of the doubt that both of mm. them were trying to be um continue except for when he said and i'm answering he kind of he kind of clapped at him um i will say that so that's what kind of points to maybe there is some tension between the two of them but as a general statement when you look at jason kidd's words i do think not just in that specific situation of that reporter and that team just as a whole and how we talk about sports we could probably take a lesson from that, mm -hmm. that oftentimes we do focus on the negative thing. You know what I mean? Because that's what gets clicks. But that speaks to who we are as the clickers. Exactly. So if we want more positivity, then we have to engage with positive things. Like that's just in general. Like, yeah. listen, at the end of the day, it's 2023, about to be 2024. We live in a digital society where engagement is king. It used to be content is king. It is engagement that is king now. And so if we're engaging with all the negative drama BS, which I would be the first one to admit, sometimes it's fun as hell. Yeah. Not going to lie. We, we also have to equally do it for some of the positive stuff, too, to get more of it. Yeah. We also don't know if Jason took a OGs before the, <laughs> before the press conference. Well, again, like I, I, context does matter. And I know. Did you hear the question or did, or I did heard you the question? Read it? You no, heard the way I heard, he said it? Yeah. OK. I so I, I'm going to have to hear it because because, again, like I. Without that context, you're probably you're right. Like it's it's hard to make an assumption about what what has happened. Now, I do agree with what you said, Lindsay, about, you know, listen, I think he he was answering the question and then it kind of went to a different to, to a different place mm -hmm. where he wanted to kind of highlight maybe some of the either inaccuracies that he felt or right. disrespect that he felt yeah. in, in some kind of way. So he, the door so, was open and he yes, took advantage exactly. of that. It wasn't necessarily a fully directed at Tim. Exactly. exactly. And so, nah, I, so I, I think there is a balance there. So I'm glad you did say that. Um, but listen, I, I think you're right. The positivity portion of this is, is deserves to be highlighted. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that, that I've said millions of times is that what used to happen with, with beat writers is that they had to, they had a deadline, right? So they had to ask these questions that could, that could be answered really quick. They had to they had, they had to turn them in before ten o'clock or eleven o'clock at night, so they could turn around and print the paper the next day. And a lot of these guys have not been able to adjust. Some of them, not all, but some of them have not been able to adjust from the the way things used to be done and to develop their stories with a little bit more depth in order to grab the attention of the reader at a different level, mm -hmm. especially in today's generation, when you basically have maybe a graph or two to catch somebody's attention before they're like, I don't want to read the rest of this and they just move on. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the point here is it's like, it doesn't always have to be negative, but negative does draw. And we know that that's mm -hmm. just the nature of the business. But also if you are going to write positivity, it's gotta be, it's gotta be captivating and it's got to be worthwhile and it's got to be in depth. Like mm -hmm. it can't just be surface. And some of these guys, I feel like when they write, it's kind of it's kind of that quick beat writing kind of writing. And so they don't have the opportunity to go really in depth the way they used to be able to. Yeah. Or, or and a, and a lot of that it. comes from whoever their employer is. Yes. Right. A like million percent. at the end of the day, like we do have to give a little bit of grace to some media members, not everybody, because some people just get to do whatever they want depending on how their status within the industry or who they know or what scoops they can get and whatnot. But a lot of times 
what you write is dictated by who signs your check. A million percent. Like, so, like Dwayne Rankin is in a completely different boat than Gerald. Hmm. Like, it, it, and like Dwayne will do a like a you know a, a post game story or a recap or whatever, and he'll ha he'll update it with quotes later on in the day. Gerald doesn't have that issue because I'm on his ass twenty four seven trying to get shit up on the website as fast as possible. Like he could take his time. Shit, he could do the next day or two days later. I don't I don't give a shit. I don't tell him what to write. So so it is a little bit different. And that does affect the writing because you're just trying to get basic bullet points out there uh, into the space. And then you go into the locker room, you find another little nugget and you want to kind of expose that nugget. Um, then you do a, another like a secondary article. But that's that's just such a lot of work in that short amount of time. Uh, it's really a three-hour window to try and develop all this stuff. And it does affect the writing. And it does affect the overall quality. And the best of the best can do it at a high level. And I think Dwayne is one of those guys that can execute this at a high level. But not everybody across the country is like that. And there's some very basic-ass writing out there. Um, so when you're talking about negative negativity or positivity, most of the time you're going to skew towards the negativity because you know that that's what's going to get clicks and that's what's going to save your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said at the beginning, I agree with his comments in a vacuum. Like yes. if I didn't know what the question was and saw the answer, I'd be like, yeah, we, I, I fully agree. Like I said at the beginning, NBA discourse has been poisoned. It's, it's all negative. Like I can tell you, and this is not to throw anybody under the bus. I do appreciate everybody that reads, but I can tell you the clicks on articles like the Scott Foster, Chris Paul drama or the DA returning home and Devin Booker drama got way more attention than any basketball deep dive I've ever done. So it's just one of those things where it's human nature to want the drama, to want the beef, to want the negativity. And unfortunately, we need to when we're talking about basketball, find ways to tone that down. Think about the content that you are actually reading and pursuing because a lot of times, like we are drawn to the drama. That's just we the way just it want is. the tea. We're and, nosy, and that that doesn't give media people the right to make everything overwhelmingly negative or chase right. clicks. Like you still got to do your job and report on what is. But that's kind of what McMahon was doing here. He was asking a question, like, "Look, you guys went from being a shitty clutch team to the best in the NBA. What changed over the span of a couple of months?" And I, low key, if I was in that beat, I would have asked a similar question. My bad, G. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. We you, just, you, just made, you just made me feel like shit for agreeing with Jason Kidd. Wait, I mean, no, because I'm seeing like he broke it down very good. I mean, very eloquently he broke it. He said, listen, this this is what we do, this is how we do it. And it's a bigger picture. And I didn't I didn't get that other side of it. Of but again, in a vacuum. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. No, no, I'm sorry for anything. Here's the thing. Paul I has never apologized once. The in truth life. of the matter is, I didn't hear the question. So I'm just judging it on what yeah. I just saw. But, but once when you when you put that into the equation, it changes. I was it, not for sure. familiar with your game. <laughs> you should have been. Uh, but to Gerald's point, like he's like in a yeah. vacuum. Of course, you can agree with it. But yeah. then when you get more context, it's like, okay, well, things change a little bit. Yeah. But we did get a question uh, from Lucas in the chat and said. Is that why Espo only releases an article every six months? Exactly That's exactly why. why. <laughs> he stores up all that negativity like a bear in hibernation, and then he just lets oh it on. Oh, my God. Lose. That's very true. No, Espo's yeah, so articles. Get on him. 
his bi-yearly articles are very positive. Also. They are. Also, shout out to Espo. Happy birthday. Today is yes. the actual birthday. I know I've been Again? talking about Damn, bro. <laughs> How many birthdays this guy got? Celebration week over here. This That's guy. what I'm saying. How many? It's his birthday week. Damn, it is bro. His birthday he turned 60 in one week. 100% <laughs> his birthday week. Just milking every little last minute of it. Facts. Tomorrow, <laughs> happy, though, Espo, we're done. No more celebrating you. You bet I had him purple pants in here, too. <laughs> we need him back. All right, yeah. guys. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We will have a pregame show and a postgame show for you tomorrow. Um, and until then, you can give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. I'm going to take us home today with another quick reminder. Don't be a Grinch this year. Make sure everyone's stockings are full. Ahoy, ahoy.